powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. There's always something new and exciting happening in Montgomery County, Maryland. Join podcaster and business leader Kelly Leonard and me, Bob Levy, on another episode of Something to Talk About, where we speak with industry leaders making an impact in our county. Prog Watch, music that tells a story, with your friend and host, Big Tony Rousick, a.k.a. Prog Squatch. There's always something new and exciting happening in Montgomery County, Maryland. Join podcaster and business leader Kelly Leonard and me, Bob Levy, on another episode of Something to Talk About, where we speak with industry leaders making an impact in our county. Hello to all my friends out there in Prague land and welcome back to Prague Watch. Big Tony, your host here, and this week I'll be keeping my gabbing to a minimum as I have a very full show programmed for you. The focus of the program is Steve Babb and Glass Hammer. And if you are a regular listener, you know that I interviewed Steve a while back and presented a part one program on him and his wonderful band a few weeks back. That was Prog Watch 610. If you did not hear that program, it might make sense to go to progwatch.com and listen to it before listening to this episode. Because this week it is part two. I have more interview with Steve and more great glass hammer music to share with you. Musically, I'll be focusing on the most recent Glasshammer albums, beginning with Perilous in 2012. From that album, let's check out a song called Where Sorrows Died and Came No More, featuring John Davison, now lead singer with Yes, on lead vocals.
again, that was Where Sorrows Died and Came No More from Glasshammer's 2012 album called Perilous. Let's move on to the next two Glasshammer albums, Ode to Echo from 2014 and The Breaking of the World in 2015. From the former, we will hear Garden of Hedon. From the latter, Third Floor.
That was Garden of Heden and Third Floor from Ode to Echo and the Breaking of the World, respectively, which are Glasshammer's 2014 and 2015 offerings. Stay tuned through the break to hear more great Glasshammer music and more of my interview with founder, member, bassist, composer, and sometimes vocalist, Steve Babb. Pay no attention to that band behind the curtain. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Glasshammer's next album was called Valkyrie and was released in 2016. By this point, vocalists John Davison and Carl Groves had both left the band so that left lead vocals to Susie Bogdanowitz, Steve, and Fred Schendel. From Valkyrie, I'm playing two songs, The Fields We Know and Dead and Gone.
the fields we know and dead and gone both from glass hammer's excellent 2016 album called valkyrie now let's check out some of my chat with steve babb so uh what what's the writing process like in glass hammer you know i always like to hear how artists uh you know compose I'm, I'm a little, I'm, I guess I'm a failed musician, you know, <laughs> I well, dabble. <laughs> I, we really all are really, cause I don't know that anybody ever really achieves what they're after. Yeah. Uh, if you do, you know, it's, it's every now and then like a uh, chronomenot to me was when, when everybody accepted it and it didn't look like, you know, we were, had lost our minds and they seemed to understand it and it resonated. Great. That was a winner for me. Uh, there's been others that, you know, were, I think, less accepted. And, um, so, you you know, well, but it's back to your question. Um, you know, I, I get kind of ideas, and I'm really stuck on this concept album thing. It just seems to work well for us. So I, I take some time off after an album and after promoting it and just kind of see what happens, what movie I see or what book I read that kind of triggers something and I get some ideas and then I f start to float them around to Fred and usually to my wife and now my son who's just turned 17 and kind of see what makes them happy. And, uh, and then Fred and I begin to talk about, let's start writing, you know, uh, typically for us it's music first and then lyrics, which I don't think either one of us are happy with it being that way because our singers inevitably have to try to squeeze into these big arrangements. Um, but that's how it works best for us. I usually sit here with a bass guitar in front of a keyboard and I just start to I just see, you know, see what happens and I'll play it for Fred and he'll play his ideas for me and we'll critique. And if we like it, we start to move. And at that point it usually goes really fast, like just a few weeks. And there's usually an album's worth of material really quick. I think we're about at that point right now. We're about to start. The next one. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I was out. He, he's got a few ideas. And I started out here today a couple of hours ago with, a, with the bass and had a couple ideas I'm not crazy about. But uh, I can tell that's going to kind of start the process for me. I'll be back out here every day probably. Um, We'll, we'll just see. I'm, hopefully, we've got another good album in us. So I keep thinking, oh, when's it going to run out? But uh, we'll see. Hmm. So, if I understood you correctly, you kind of come up with a, a loose like concept, and then you start to compose music that you feel evokes that concept before you write the lyrics. Yeah, we did. A, um, you know, yeah, like. Um, uh, that's what happened on the last album. I did try to write things that were musically comfortable that I knew would contain a melody and, a, and our singers could work with. So we used to just plow into it and just write these crazy, big, bombastic pieces with no consideration for who had to, <laughs> to try to say it. Uh, and you, you'd be amazed how some of that stuff would get put together. We. Uh, we would do these la 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 tracks and we did that when John Davison was in the band and Fred would maybe come up with a melody and he would just sing out of some book that was laying out here in the studio and I would come in and match everything he did uh, lyrically syllable for syllable and come up with lyrics and then we try to weave all that into an album that's how we did Perilous uh, and it worked 
which is crazy. It's a very chaotic way to do things. Uh, and then we'd send all that stuff to John, who then, you know, was a talented guy. He can translate in our, the mess we made and uh, sing it. So, yeah, it's a, it's a really not singer-friendly way of working. <laughs> um, but the people we work with are really good. So, And nobody's complained. I just, I, I'd like to do it a little more, you know, like here's a great lyric idea and let's come up with a melody, but it just never works out that way. The inspiration is usually get on the keyboard and start writing. Hey, you know what they say? Well, I say it anyway. You can't cage your muse and try to make it perform how you want it. You just, you, you got to be happy with having it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there were any exceptions. Uh, there probably were. There was you know, I think I knew what um, the opening track was going to be, or the uh, not the instrumental track, but uh, the track "Roll for Initiative." I knew I wanted it to kind of reference Dungeons and Dragons and you know, kind of nerdy stuff. Um, but uh, in nineteen eighty something, I think I had a melody in mind when I sat down with that one. But yeah, most of it, I guess, really just writing music. Yeah. So. Let's do one more song before our second break. The song is called Cool Air and comes from a compilation album Glasshammer released in 2017 called Untold Tales. The song originally appeared on an H.P. Lovecraft-themed album by various artists called The Stories of H.P. Lovecraft, colon, a Synphonic Collection, that's S-Y-N-Phonic Collection. I recall that awful feeling with growing horrors from my ceiling, dripped noxious fluids which filled my room with a singular odor, a fetid fume, which should have served to warn me well that in the room above did dwell a fearful thing. Life. He 
his enemy death and with death his strife He raped then of outlandish schemes Of sorcerous rites, unholy dreams Where the demons howl, dark planets roll Through a universe, both lifeless and cold Dread within me grew Night after night I would visit there Regardless of the freezing air Cold as death, it leached my will I lost my mind in the morbid chill Dire without its chill, so ice they brought. 
stifling hot, and as he melted into rot, that hollow voice I'd, I'd come to fear whispered fell into my ear, a thing I cannot bear, and yet I laughed as if I could forget, I laughed as only the mad can do, and then I shrieked, for then I knew he spoke the thing which confirmed my fears. I have been dead for eighteen years. Again, that was Cool Air from Glasshammer's Untold Tales compilation. After the break, the rest of my Steve Babb interview and two great tracks from Glasshammer's latest album, Chronomonaut. The vinyl may be gone. The album art may be a JPEG. Radio lives on forever. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? 
Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As promised, I'm going to play two tracks from Glasshammer's latest offering called Chronomenaut vocal duties on that album, as on Valkyrie, were handled by Susie, Steve, and Fred. Sandwiched in between the two songs, I'll play the remainder of my Steve Babb interview, so we will hear a song called The Past is Past, the remainder of the interview, and then a song called 1980-something. But there's an open door 
to what you had before Why feel the pain? Who can explain the way things are? Just take the trip One little step into the slipstream Does it all
don't know that. I trust your resolve. It's a puzzle. Only you can solve. Why do you feel the need to make life hard? Always worried. Always on your guard. So you mentioned uh, John Davison before. Um, what's it like having uh, one of your singers poached by Yes? <laughs> yeah, well, I, you know, the the funny thing was, I I knew that was going to happen when I met him. Uh, I just knew. I think I always knew that they would end up with him. And uh, for a while, uh, when he joined, he actually called me. Or when he got the audition, he called me, and he was really nervous. And I'm like, dude, that's that's great. It's great news. And I viewed it for a while like, uh, uh, oh no, it's this is this is the perfect situation. Our singers in yes, and and it, it was like being in denial for a while. Uh, and I think it it might have been my wife at one point that said, you, you know, yes, took your singer. You do know that, right? <laughs> like, what? No, it's 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 working out great. But you know what? It in the long run. It, it ended up working out fine because uh, I talked to him last week or we text each other um, and we stay in touch and I think he'll 
record with us again someday. He's talked about writing some stuff with us. We just haven't done it in a while. Yeah, it seems like the whole guest um, thing maybe. You know, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no. No, I, I don't keep up with it that much. I mean, he was on the cruise with us last year and got on stage and did both shows with us. I came up and sat in and him and Susie sang together. And, uh, you know, it was a, it was a nice thing. So yeah, and we'd had, it, it had always been that way for us. There were There's been, I don't know, half a dozen main singers in Glass Hammer, at least, plus a few more. Right. Yeah, I don't know if the yes, you know, if they're really going to be writing much more, you know, as it goes. Maybe, maybe John will, you know, be coming back because, uh, you know, to fulfill that part of his uh, his creativity. Yeah, well, I hope he does. I'm not. I we've never ruled it out, and I think uh, you know, for a while we kind of all lost touch um, after this first time on Cruise to the Edge, I guess, uh, and then kind of struck our friendship back up a couple of years ago and you know i'm happy with it we're, we're getting along great i imagine we'll do something again with him was there any like uh say like a positive effect where that that gave glass hammer a little bit of publicity you know when when all that went down yay nay yeah i think um yeah i mean when he when he sang with us it was very strange because a lot of fans who were, you know, with us in the, what was considered the classic era of Glass Hammer, you know, early 2000s. A lot of those people drifted away and they weren't particularly fond of it. It made us sound completely different. Um, and, uh, but the new people came on and then certainly after he joined Yes and I think about that time we were invited on the cruise and we got a lot of publicity that way. So I, I saw like, for instance, our Facebook page you know, the, the likes on that went up several thousand over about a year or so. Um, you know, I'm not sure what that all means in the great scheme of things. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we've been invited to do some big shows. I, I don't know. I think part of it's more our longevity. We just, everybody knows who we are at this point, more or less, I think. Yeah, that was actually my next question, you know, that you, you guys have been an important part of the contemporary prog scene for 25 years now. Yeah. Did you ever yeah. think, did you ever think it would go that long? Um, you know, I, like I said, that first album, it was meant to be, it was kind of, I don't, it was meant to be kind of a jewel. I, I want it to be one of these rare albums that, you know, um, you just kind of came across and instead it, um, it took off for us. I mean, it did fantastic. And immediately we went to the second album. I mean, within that year, we started on the second album uh, with no intention of ever turning back. And as long as people bought them and supported us, then we've never had any inclination to stop. Um, I think, you know, back in my 20s, I viewed music careers as like sports. You know, you, you did it. If you were lucky, you might keep going until you were 40, but um, after that, you were, you know, you'd be washed up. Mm -hmm. And uh, But the audience, you know, I didn't realize it, well, your audience is growing older too, and music changed a lot. Um, so I'm a lot older now, and we're doing better. I play better than I did then. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, 
I guess I, I think I'm lucky every time we get to do another album or play another show to me is a blessing. Um, I don't really look ahead. So if something changes one day, we'll stop. And until then, we still want to do it. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you think Prague is, uh, you know, is it, is it, uh, picking up any steam here in, in this day and age or, you know, or do you think it's more just a, a relic for uh, old guys like us. <laughs> it's, it's hard to say. Uh, you know, I look at the audiences. They're different in Europe. They were much younger, I think. Mm -hmm. There were still a lot of old guys like us, but a lot of younger ones too, and a lot more female. Um, but, you know, it's kind of ebbed and flowed through the years. We would all think, oh, look, there's younger people and they're getting into us, and now they're in their 40s, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I, I just don't, I don't know. I just don't know. Just um, enjoying the ride for as long as you can, huh? Yeah. Like a band like Haken and those guys, I mean, they seem to be just doing great. And the and the more people that hear them and like them know about Prague and, you know, make their way to us, I guess. I, I don't know. Yeah. So, I, you know, I just, I worry about us and, and the rest of it has to take care of itself. I have no idea. <laughs> um, so... You mentioned some gigs, you know, Cruise of the Edge. Uh, do you have any big gigs lined up for this year? I know you guys don't play a lot, but do you have anything uh, coming up? For 2019, but I do know that something pretty big came, has, has just signed uh, to do in 2020. So that'll probably, the way that usually works is one show leads to another, and we'll do a handful of shows in 2020. All right, sounds great. So start in the spring of next year. So and that gives us a year to write an album. So it's really good timing for us. Yeah, sounds like it. You'll be able to play some new material next year. Yeah, yeah. Although I think in hindsight, like uh, last year, we played most of the album Valkyrie. And that was kind of our show. We did that and a couple of medleys, I think. And we thought that would be cool. But really, I think a lot of fans, especially when we got to Europe, they wanted to hear some of that back catalog. So. I, I tend to think we would never go out and do like an entire album again. We'll probably just go out and do some, some of what, whatever you would call our hits. Yeah, <laughs> sure. yeah. But just do some cool playable songs that we know we can do well and throw in a couple of new songs and, and that'll be the show. Hey, who knows? Maybe in another 15 or 20, you'll be uh, going out on tour playing the entire chronometry album, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, with a walker um, <laughs> you're not that old man <laughs> i don't know i don't 15 years that's that's pushing it but we'll see you know you never know
began that was the past is past, then an interlude consisting of the remainder of my chat with Steve Babb, and then 1980-something. The two musical tracks came from the latest Glass Hammer album called Chronomenot. So I hope you enjoyed this program centered on Steve Babb and his seminal U.S. progressive rock band, Glass Hammer. Thanks to Steve for taking the time to chat with me, and thanks to longtime listener and friend of the show, Thaddeus Wirt, for putting in a few good words for me and introducing me to Steve. In the weeks ahead, look for an interview program with Mark Truak of Unitopia and the United Progressive Fraternity. Several great progressive discoveries features. Our man Rob has been busy, believe me. Some great prog rock variety. And hopefully I can fit in a family tree special I have been cooking. So yada yada progwatch.com. Yada yada Facebook, Twitter, and progsquatch at gmail.com. And yada yada, please support the artists making this great music. Until next time, be well and prog on, my brothers and sisters. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.